So I am a total newbie when it comes to understanding human design, but I would be lying if I said I wasn't totally intrigued by the concept. So today we're mixing things up a bit and we're doing two things we've never done before on the podcast. First, we're having two guests back on the show for an incredible episode. And second, we're letting you in on my own human design chart and hashing out what this means for me, my business, and how I work best to create bigger results. It's real, it's vulnerable, it's insightful in the best possible way. So I know you're going to love it. If you're someone who hasn't really scratched the surface of human design yet and wants to know how you can show up in your business in a way that feels good and gets you bigger results, then this episode is for you. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber, the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guests today are Betsy Milne and Laura Milne. These ladies are transformational business and branding coaches, podcast hosts, and creators behind the growing tribe and coaching brand Luscious Hustle. Born from the ashes of burnout, Luscious Hustle was created to redefine what it means to hustle as an online entrepreneur. In less than a year, they harnessed the passion to build a six-figure business that supported the lifestyle and the time freedom they craved. Ladies, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having us. Yes, I am so excited. I know you guys have been on the podcast before, and that was such an impactful episode. So I am just so excited to have you back here. And I am so excited to talk more about human design today. So I know that this is something that you guys have really leaned into recently, and I am just so excited for the mindset shift you are going to share with us today and all of the juiciness that you are going to fill us in on because I know we were talking a little bit before this episode started about exactly how you started getting into human design as part of your coaching work. So can you fill me in a little bit there about how this kind of came about? Sure. Uh, So interestingly, we had a guest on our podcast and just randomly before we were getting on, it was probably in the first year that we had our podcast. She said, Hey, do you know your human design? And at that point we were, I was very into astrology. Um, We were using the moon in our business. And it was one of those things where she's like, Oh, you just go to the site and you look up your chart and it'll tell you what you are. And so I looked up our charts right as we were stepping onto this episode. And it was just kind of like this when I when she told us what we were, like me being a projector, Laura being a generator, it was like this big sigh of relief. Like all mm. these questions I had about how I was showing up in the world and why I was tired and why I was burning out. It was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. And Laura had the opposite reaction actually, because she's a generator. And so generators are typically like the workhorses and that's how they're described. They've got this sacral energy. They can go, go, go. I'm a projector. I'm only supposed to work a couple hours a day. And I, Mm -hmm. and Laura was like, no, I don't want to be that. And it's interesting how over the course of the last four years that we've been using this both on ourselves and with our clients, we really just noticed how quickly things could shift in business if you stopped fighting your unique energy blueprint and started leaning into it. And of course, as with any tool that you use, energetic tool, I mean, there's deconditioning that has to happen. There's strategy shifts that have to change. But when we go back and we look at our business and we look at, you know, starting the first year, having a six figure year that happened because we were both honoring like that inner intuition that was guiding us. The fact that it lines up with our human design just proves to us it works. And then those moments where we struggled in our business, when we look back in those moments, we can really see, yep, you know what? We weren't living in alignment. (laughs) We weren't following our human design. We were doing what like coaches and programs taught us how to do. And really we were frustrated with the results. So it's a pretty fascinating 
weird kind of tool, but it's a really great one, especially in business. So excited to dive into this more. So for anyone who is not familiar, can you kind of give us a brief overview of what it is, kind of how we can think about it, how we can use it, how we can apply it, just like give us the the overview. So if someone's totally unfamiliar, they know a little bit about what we're talking about today. Yeah, absolutely. So human design is, I mean, Betsy and I have deep dived on pretty much every sort of spiritual tool, personal development tool, assessment tool, whether it's like Enneagram or your astrology or just, I mean, my gosh, we've done it all. And human design was the one piece that just like brought it all together. And so, you know, it's based on, you know, astrology, the I Ching, Kabbalah, um, the chakra system. There's nine chakras in human design as opposed to the traditional seven that we're, that we're all used to. But ultimately, like what it's bringing together is the conscious and unconscious parts of yourself parts of your, how you were uniquely designed and made in the world energetically. And, you know, we can certainly, we can get into like, there's five different energy types, there's multiple different types of authorities, but you know, really what it ultimately has allowed us to do is like pair your individuality and how you were, how you were made with the type of business that you want to create. And, you know, when Betsy and I started to use it, I mean, we just immediately saw such well, Betsy and I have completely different charts. <laughs> Our charts could not be more opposite from each other. And then as we started to play with that and be like, oh yeah, so like Betsy has a defined throat and I have an undefined throat. So, you know, when we studied how you could use a defined versus an undefined throat differently in terms of speaking out on social media, doing, using the podcast, um, how we sell, we immediately noticed a result when we treated ourselves differently the way that we are. It's affected how we coach, how we set boundaries, how we run our schedule and our timetable, um, how we show up energetically. And it, it, the more we played with it, honestly, the more fun we had with it. Like it just became this like never ending, like discovery trail of like picking up the clues and figuring out like, oh yeah, we could do that differently. That would feel easier. That would feel more fun. And, you know, really ultimately we came to this because as you had read in our bio, I mean, we came from very burned out, wounded, masculine energy spaces. Like we just had come to the end of our rope, so to speak with like, how can we make this business work and make it be fun again? Like, why can't it just be fun? And, you know, the interesting thing about human design is that every single baby is born into the world completely in energetic alignment with their design. And it's through conditioning, through nurturing, through our childhood that we, or even not even necessarily through your childhood, it could be in your twenties. It could be, you know, even beyond where you start to fall out of alignment. We get these different pressures are placed on us that move us in different directions and we fall out of alignment. And so, you know, we all recall those moments as a child where we were just really engrossed in activity and the hours went by and we were work, work, working away, but it felt good. It felt fun. It felt easy. Things were in flow. And it's like, why, why can't we get back to that as adults? Why can't our businesses be fun? And Really, that's what we've discovered with pairing human design with, you know, the foundations of business coaching. It's like, it can be fun again. And that's really probably the most empowering part of it. Yes, I love that so much because a lot of what I talk about and a lot of what I work with with clients is on how to make actions in our business actually feel good, how to bring that feel good energy to them so that we have the mindset to want to keep working, want to keep going. And just so that they feel easier to take, right? Like nothing is harder than continuing to show up for the actions in business when every single thing feels hard and difficult and you just want to stop doing it, right? And so I think that there's something so fascinating about this and so interesting because I think sometimes we have a really difficult time finding that inner knowing and finding that sort of internal compass simply because of previous conditioning, right? Like simply because of, I can speak from experience here. Like I had a really difficult time figuring out like how I wanted to show up online and how I, you know, should even speak on this podcast or how I should present myself because I feel like, you know, there are so many different ways I could have gone with that, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I just feel like, especially coming from like a branding and design background, like I can make anything look the way I want it to look, right? Like I can, I can have all these options and all this creativity and all this innovation and I can pretty 
pretty much spit out anything. But so finding that kind of like internal knowing and internal compass was was actually really difficult for me. I really struggled with that, especially in the beginning. So I just love what you're talking about here in in sort of like finding finding what feels good, basically, and just like getting back to that, I think is just like such an interesting way to go about this. And I, I think that's the the thing that piques my curiosity the most about human design is it almost feels like, I mean, I don't really believe there's like a secret in business or like a quote unquote easy button, but like this feels kind of close to it, <laughs> you know, like this feels kind of close to just like that sigh of relief you were talking about earlier and just finding you know, what feels true or being able to have like some sort of inner compass. I keep like going back to that, but I just think that that's just so helpful. So I'm just, I'm curious to hear more about what you guys have to say today. I'm so excited for this. So I know that you guys looked up my chart prior to us hopping on this episode and I will be completely honest with you. I know very little about human design. I basically know, you know, a lot of the high level stuff. I know that there are like various types and that's kind of where my knowledge stops. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we can kind of get more into that and you guys can fill us in on what those types are and how that works, what kind of type I am and kind of just whatever, whatever flows and whatever feels good to you guys around all of the knowledge you have to share with us. Well, actually, I'm looking at your chart right now, and it's so interesting because the conversation around human design can go so many different ways. Like, especially when you're new. I mean, people always ask me, like, what book did you read and what course did you take? And honestly, I mean, we're sitting here and I have spent four years, like, just 20 minutes a day trying to get in there. And it, it is, it's so overwhelming. So if you're listening to this and you're new and you're really curious about yourself, like just go pull a free chart online, mybodygraph.com, geneticmatrix.com, Jovian Institute, all of those places have free charts that you can go get and you can start looking at it. If you've never looked at a human design chart before, don't let it scare you. What you're going to see is a body graph. So it's, they call it a body graph and it'll have numbers and symbols on both sides. Depending on the site, you might have arrows around your head. AC Brown, she, she calls it like the Ikea blueprint, like the Ikea instructions to how your energy works. Mm. And all the channels, you'll see channels, you'll see gates. I mean, it's, there's so much information to this, but really the best place to start is understanding the basics. So we have five different energy types that after you understand your energy type, you're a manifesting generator, Amanda. So like, this is exciting. We're going to talk about it. You're here to do things a little bit differently than everybody else. Once you understand your type, then you want to understand your strategy. So each of the energy types has its own specific strategy. And then the last thing that you really want to sort of understand and really dig into is your authority. Because like we're all put together a little bit differently, but if you can master those three things, like of course, gates and channels, it's all fun. It's really exciting. You can, I still don't really know all the symbols. I know there's astrological symbols up and down the sides, but like I haven't even started digging into that and I've been doing this for four years. So just keep it simple. Keep it really like, it, I don't want to say surface level, but if you can master those three, three things first, then when you start going deeper, it's all going to make a lot more sense. And it's really fun. So I would agree with Betsy on that one because, you know, the human with human design, like we said, like there are, there's so many, and even most of those websites that Betsy mentioned, like there's like a basic free chart you can get, but then there's like layers of other charts that you can pay for and that you can dig up, dig up and do research on yourself. And so like you can get really, really deep into it. And that's super cool. But ultimately with human design, like all you need to know is your energy type, your authority, your strategy, and your profile. If you can operate in those three things in alignment, like you've got it made. You will, you will manifest everything that you want. You will bring things into alignment in your life. You will have the energy that you desire. Like knowing all the gates and channels definitely helps sometimes. And with our one-to-one coaching clients or like in our, our group program around human design, the playground, like we do dig into this deeper because there's conditioning that we're working through with our clients and helping them, you know, step up to the next level. But honestly, there's so much for you to be to be gained for you when you just like get in tune with your, your energy type, your authority, and your profile. So yeah, so you're a manifest generator, which is really cool. So, you know, the quick breakdown is there's five energy types. 
So there's generators, manifestors, manifesting generators, which you are, which is you're mostly a, basically you considered a generator with like a manifestor flavor to it. <laughs> and then you have projectors and reflectors. And so each one of those types, it's like, I honestly look at it now as a way of redefining how we're supposed to be in the world. Um, 70% of the world's population is either a generator or a manifesting generator. So the vast majority of us. And what defines you as being a generator or a manifesting generator is that you have a defined sacral. And we can get into that for, for you. But when people who have that defined sacral, it's like you have the ability to produce a lot of big, bright, spark- sparkly energy, like that energy that you need to get things done through that defined sacral. And, you know, the kicker for me is like, I remember when I found out I was a generator, I was like, what? This sucks. Like, I wanted to be a manifester, man. Cause I thought, I thought being a manifester would like somehow make my life easier. But it's really, it's redefining what, how we are supposed to work and how we are supposed to use our energy in the world. Generators and manifesting generators often get labeled as like the air quotes worker bees of the world or like the workhorses. And I remember reading that. I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. Like, how come I have to be the one yeah. that works? <laughs> but really, actually being a, a gen or a mani gen is it's not your job to work. It's your purpose to produce energy. Interesting. Completely defines how you how you think about your business. Your, your job is not to be here to work. Your job is to produce energy by doing things that light you up. When your desire is peaked, you produce energy, but it has to be in that order, which is completely counterintuitive to how we've been nurtured in the world. Most of us have been nurtured to do, then have, then be. You do the work and then you can have the money and then you can become the person mm. you want to be. Whereas human design flips that on its head. It's like, no, you have to be who you are. You have to be lit up by the, by whatever it is that interests you, whatever piques your desire, do that. And that's what produces the energy so that you can do the work. And then you get to have the things that you want. So it's be, do, have. And I think that, you know, that's why we get so excited about human design. Because like when you figure out that trick for yourself, it just turns the whole world upside down on its head in a really delightful, expansive Ooh. way. This is fascinating. Okay. I'm like, I feel like I'm taking it all in. (laughs) Okay. Oh, it gets better. It gets better. So the reason that Laura wanted to be a manifester, so manifestors are like 8% of the population, I want to say, and they're really here to initiate things. So when we think of what we think of as like old kings and queens, right? They They were the manifestors of the world. They were the ones going out and creating armies and building cities and all that stuff. So when Laura found out she was a generator, she was like, wait, what? I'm not a manifester. Like she was pissed. Like I'm not, not a, no joke. Like she was, but I want to be able to initiate yeah. things. And the funny part about this is, is like with generators, because you guys are and many gens, because you guys have this internal sacral energy that's, you know, you generate yourself really what you're here to do. And this is where strategy starts coming in. So like manifestors are the only people on the planet that are actually designed to initiate. They're the only ones that can like walk into the room and be like, Hey, I'm going to the bathroom. Want to come? And like, people will follow them. Like no questions asked. Right. But like gens and many gens, you're here to respond to things in the world. And it's not just like responding, like waiting for somebody to come up to you and like invite you to do something. That's actually projectors, but generators, you're responding to everything in every moment of every single day. So it's like, you know, do I want coffee? Yes. Do I want tea? No. Do I want to get on social? Yes. Do I want to write content? No. Like you get to ask yourself these yes, no questions. But the the trick here is it's like you can still build things and do things. And we hear it so often that they're like, you know, people will say, I'm a projector. I can't initiate. I'm a generator. I can't initiate. I'm a manager. I can't initiate. No, you can't, but you can respond. And so it's really learning how to like shift into that energy of my entire day is just choices. And I get to yes, no my way through this and not overthink it. And the pressure to me evaporates in the, in those moments when I see people just be like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Cause if you can yes, no your way through the day faster, then more opportunities are going to arise. More things are going to happen for you to respond to. And so that's where that sparkly generator energy starts coming in because if you're responding, you're stoking that fire and that sacral fire is going to burn 
faster and hotter and quicker. And it's going to create more energy that you get to sink into. And it's like, if you are getting to the end of the day and you're exhausted in like a bone tired way as a gen or a mini gen, or you just feel like totally frustrated at the end of the day, I hate to be the one to say this, but you're totally not in alignment with your sacral energy and you're just doing stuff that doesn't actually light you up. So like, think about it. Like you have this internal flame. Are you feeding the flame or are you like tossing water on it by telling yourself you should do something or you have to do something? You don't have to do anything. (laughs) You're the boss. This is so interesting to me because I have definitely felt that. And it's just like, it's almost fascinating because I think I like, I mean, I don't know how personal we want to get here, but like, I feel like I like get to a point in the day where like, I know when that switch has flipped, like I, I've become really good at noticing that in myself. And like, I think early on the instinct or like the, the tendency would be to, to push through it, right. To be like, but these 12 things still need to be done, but like, I need to keep going. But I said, I was going to do this today, but I need to do that one last story, like whatever it is. And I think I've just like become more comfortable with knowing when I'm done, if that makes sense. And I don't know if that's exactly what you're talking about, but that totally. that's like what's coming up for me as you're talking through this. Yeah, no, that is amazing. And, and honestly, so the thing with the thing that's slightly different with many gens compared to generators, generators, we tend to pick one thing that we're really excited or lit up about and we just go for it. Like we get obsessive in a good way. We're, we're the, we're the mountain climbers and there's no peak. Mm. We'll just keep climbing and climbing and climbing and digging, digging deeper and deeper into our mastery of whatever subject matter it is that we're super excited or just get really into something. Many gens are a little bit different. Many gens are more multi-passionate and they have this ability to pivot in a way that other energy types can't. So my daughter's a Manny gen actually, and she is like this, like she's very busy all the time. She definitely has that like strong mm-hmm. sacral energy, but she'll be like super into her Legos. And then all of a sudden she's like, nope, done that. I'm going in, I'm going to color. Now I'm going to play with my Barbies. Now I'm going to go outside and yes. do sidewalk chalk. Like she just changes direction all the time. So not all multi-passionate people are manifesting generators, but all manifesting generators are multi-passionate. And you have this innate desire to to shift directions and pivot. And this happens in your business as well. And it's really important to note this because a lot of the managing clients that we've worked with, they sort of should themselves into continuing to do a particular, say they're running a particular program or a particular coaching offer in their business. And they think that because they started it, they have to keep going well, I started it, so I should finish it. I should just keep going. With many gens, that's not true. You don't have to finish something just because you started it, which is very counterintuitive to what we've been traditionally taught as children. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you started it, so you need to finish it. That's what a good person would do. No, that's not true for many gens. You don't have to finish books. If you start a book and you get what you need out of it, you can toss it. That's okay. Oh my gosh. I feel so seen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, also both your head and your anja are defined. So that's another thing with like books, because I have a defined head like you do. And um, it's like, we have our own thoughts. We have our own inspiration. You can probably yes. stare at a wall and become inspired. Um, so finishing books, like that's another thing. I never finish. I never, I get to a point or I find what I need and then I'm like, yep, okay. And then I'm like, this is done. And I, in my mind, I'm like, yes, I am done. Like book is closed. Chapter's closed. We're out. And that, that ties in not only just being a Manny Jen, but also um, with your defined head as well. So that's so funny because let those books go. <laughs> you don't have to finish anything. <laughs> it's just so funny. I literally like posted a story recently um, before I went on vacation asking people like what they were reading because I was like, I'm finding myself like starting books and I'm just like not finishing them. So like, give me a book you like haven't been able to put down that you're like really into. Right. And it's so funny that you've said this because like that's that's definitely like a pattern for me is like I will I'll get like halfway through and I'm like, yep, I'm good. Like, got it. (laughs) You know? (laughs) So it's why I read fiction. I can't finish a nonfiction book. If my, if you paid me, I don't know. I could, I don't know if I could actually finish. Whereas I could, I would read almost entirely nonfiction. Sometimes I read fiction, but it's mostly nonfiction. The thing too, how this plays into your business, it's like certain energy types are meant to have a niche. So like generators, because we like to obsess over one particular thing, we should have a niche. Um, projectors like Betsy, projectors are here to be the guides of the world. They're not meant to, they don't, they're not, they're basically considered like non-energy beings. So they're not meant to hear, they're not here to produce energy. 
same way a Jen or a Manny Jen does. Projectors are here to guide. They're here to sort of like, sort of stand back and like be the ob- objective observers of the world and see how something is working and master a particular um, way of doing something and then get invited in, be recognized. Well, first of all, be recognized for their talents and their abilities there. And then be invited into a situation to guide or to tweak a particular system. It was like a completely different way of looking at something. So with a managing, like we have managing clients, obviously your brand, you want to have a solid brand and you want to have a, you know, a story behind your brand and, and a purpose to the work that you do. But you don't have to have a totally refined niche. You can have this sort of overarching brand to your business and then you can have multiple different things happening underneath that umbrella of your business or your brand. Um, you can have different branches of what you do. You can have different modalities and that's totally acceptable. It will work for a manigen. Whereas that wouldn't work for a generator. It wouldn't work for a projector. We need to have like a really defined, solid, clear-cut niche. So it, it completely changes the game with business when you start to think about it that way. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. You're also not supposed to do things linearly. So generators are very linear in their thinking, right? Like, you know, they're following the path and it's unfolding and they're creating energy and they're like super excited about the thing that they do. But with a mani-gen, because of that manifestor energy, like you your energy is faster actually than a generator because you have this, you have a defined throat, which means like you're manifest, you're manifesting things faster than just like a typical generator. Um, but also your energy like bounces around the room. So like Laura's daughter, for example, when Laura sends me like videos of her playing, there's like a Barbie station, like she was talking about. And then there's like coloring and there's Legos. And it's not that you put one away, but it's, it's bouncing around the room. And so what happens in business for manifesting generators, and we've seen this with so many of our clients, it's like they do the to-do list and then they're like, struggling to get the to-do list done. And what they realize is as they're bouncing around, some of the things they do want to come back to when they're inspired, other things they recognize are no longer important, but somebody along the way told them it was important. And so then they assigned it with their heads. Like the mind says, oh, this is important. I have to do this in this order. But really many gens, you guys can skip steps. Like you guys can bounce around And it's just really giving yourself the permission in business not to do things in a traditional linear path. It's really allowing yourself, if you're a manifesting generator, to go quickly. And that's the other thing. It's like you guys make shit happen really quickly Um, and embrace that because it does unnerve other people. I will say that. like We've seen this happen with other people, with clients. It's like, it can be unnerving to the observer because, you know, of course you, if you're a different type of energy and you want things done in a specific way, you're going to look at somebody and be like, oh my God, how is she doing that? But that's also the gift that you have. It's like, you're here, many gens in particular are here to show us that they're just like projectors in a very different way. But like many gens are here to show us that we can use our energy in a different way, that we can do things differently. And the more many gens can embrace that, I think the more the conversation opens up and it becomes exciting in my humble opinion, because we get to see things being done in a different way. Okay. So we're totally going to get into this more because (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) my jaw is like on the floor right now. But I think that like part of what you're describing here is like something that's been coming up for me a lot recently, which is like this feeling that like I have, you know, the schedule and I have the to-do list and I have the things, but like I basically have things on my schedule just so that I can move them. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like I'll, I'll like I'll put the the to-do list items on the schedule, but like what ends up happening is I just do what feels good, right? Like I I'll follow the energy and I think that's kind of what you were describing there, which is like, you know, I'll know that like I 9 a.m. was like write podcast show notes or something and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I don't want to do like I don't want to get anywhere near that right now," right? And like that'll get moved and I'll be like, "But I do feel lit up by this other thing," right? So it's actually like super fascinating to me the way that you're describing it because like I think for a long time I viewed that as kind of a negative thing. Like, oh, look, like I never do the thing that is on my schedule. I always move it around or I always get like probably distracted is how it happens in my head. Not like, oh, look, I'm more lit up by this thing. It's like, oh, I'm distracted by this other thing that also needs to get done. But like just kind of the mindset around that, right? Of like, this is what I thought I was going to do, but like I can't stick to that or I can't be the person who follows through on that and like, 
almost viewing that as a negative rather than I love the way you almost flipped that right now and how you're talking about it because you're like, oh no, you're actually meant to like follow what lights you up. You're actually meant to follow that energy and you're actually meant to bounce around, which is another fascinating thing because like I can't do those things. Like two hours on one task is like my absolute max. I cannot spend like more than two hours on one thing or it just like that like feeling of burnout creeps in, right? It's just like, or like monotony or I don't know what the right term for it is, but like that just is almost like then like more than two hours on one thing and I'm like done for the day. That like zaps my energy. I don't know. What comes up for you there? Well, so there's a couple of things. The first thing is you have um, your ego heart center is completely open. So your ego, that's like where your willpower comes from. Mm-hmm. Mm. So this is something that we that we see coming up a lot in the work that we do because only 30% of the population has defined willpower. So that means for the other 70% of the population, your willpower comes and goes. So we get sort of nurtured on through social media to be like, yeah, just do it. Like get that to-do list done. Like go for it. Go, go, go. Hustle, hustle, hustle. And it's like, if you do not have defined willpower, you're not always going to be able to just push yourself into motion at any given time. Your willpower ebbs and flows and that's okay. Like that's okay. It doesn't mean your business is going to be a failure. 70% of the world is the same way. And so it's just when you understand that though, then that completely changes the game. You, it releases you from this pressure that you have to do things all the time. That if you can't, you know, like the Nike slogan, just do it, that there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. That's the first thing. And then the second thing with, you know, with the sacral energy. So with your sacral center is really all about asking it yes and no questions to identify. I always think of the sacral as like a separate person that lives within me. And I'm like, it's my authority. My defined sacral is my authority. And so I ask it yes or no questions to suss out what, it, what would pique its desire? What would make my sacral excited? And so, yeah, I'm like you. I do show notes too. And sometimes I don't feel like it in that moment, but I can usually figure out a way to either, I don't say motivate my sacral, but figure out what it is that would satisfy my sacral. And when my, when my sacral is excited and feels satisfied, it will produce energy. So it's like, I ask myself, like, do you want to do show notes right now? Uh-uh. No. Okay. Do you want to put out a podcast twice a week? Do you enjoy the podcast? Did you enjoy that conversation you had with your guest? Uh Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I definitely did. Okay. So what, what reward can we put in place? What would excite you to do either before or after doing these show notes? Like, well, that's an open-ended question. So I wouldn't do that. Like, do you want to do the show notes now, then do this client call? Or do you want to do the client call and do the show notes afterwards? Like make it binary. I want to do client call, then show notes. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. That feels good. Right? Like everything with your sacral is asking it yes or no questions, or you could ask it a binary option, just two options. But it's like when you get your sacral excited, then you produce energy, then you actually want to do it because that sacral energy is like this bright, sparkly energy that like pours out your aura. It fills up your cup, it pours out your aura, and then everyone else around you picks up on that sparkly auric energy and want it's, it attracts people to you. It attracts opportunities to you. And so that's really how... That's how gens and many gens work with this defined sacral. It's like we have to do what piques our desire first and then the energy will follow. And sometimes it means you have to double, triple, quadruple down on asking your sacral questions to suss out what it really wants. And, you know, the only other thing I would add to that too is like if all it took in life was to like acquire some knowledge and think our way through our problems, everyone in the world would have a successful business. Everyone in the world would be a millionaire. You would just read a book, how to be a millionaire, and then you would just think it into existence. You just start doing it. That's not actually Mm. how we're designed. We're not designed to make decisions in our heads. Our heads are like our iPhones, like those top two energy centers, your Anja and your crown. I always say that that's like, you know, you pick up your iPhone and you Google something and it produces information for you. And that brings that data to your awareness to help you make an informed decision. But ultimately your phone is not making your decision. You are making the decision. And it's the same thing with your Anja and your crown. They can have defined viewpoints, defined opinions, ideas. You can have inspiration that is all your own because yours are defined. But ultimately, that's not what's making the decision. Your decisions, all decision making happens in the bottom half of your body. So whether your emotional authority, which I think you, which you are, so that's your solar plexus, or your sacral authority, or your splenic authority, like everything's happening below the body. And that means really, ultimately, we all have to embody the knowledge that we gain in order for us to truly put it into action and feel really lit up about it. 
Interesting. So how does that work when it comes to like decision fatigue? Like if I'm constantly asking myself, because I definitely resonate with what you're saying there, like sussing out exactly what it is that you feel like doing and what it is that you like actually what actually feels good there, like that definitely resonates with me. So, but like, is there ever a point where you're you're like, yes, knowing yourself to death or it just like begins to become too much? Or is that like part of the design where it's actually like meant to happen that way? Like, Like, how does that work? Does that make sense? It makes sense, but you're assuming that you have to do everything that your mind is telling you you have to do. Think about that for a second. Okay, say more. Okay. So I'm a projector. So I'm not like you guys. I don't have sacral energy. What I can do because I have an open sacral is like, I can siphon energy off Laura. I can siphon energy off my mom. Who's a gen, like many gen. I can siphon it off clients when we're talking to clients. So that, that can make me a super generator. But the reality of it is I'm only supposed to work four hours a day max. So how does the mind take that information and run with it? Well, (laughs) let me tell you, I've written a lot of stories about what work looks like and what work feels like because I come from a background where I worked in fashion in New York City. I mean, hello, that's like 24 hours a day. I slept Mm -hmm. with my Blackberry. And one of the hardest lessons that I've had to learn is like, yes, of course, there are things that have to happen in business in order for your business to run. But at what point are you letting autopilot or you're letting what you know, you've been taught over the years, conditioned over the years to be the norm? At what point does that actually like counteract your momentum and your ability to move forward? So one of the things that I've been working on for the last six months is like, what do what does it really look like to work four hours a day? And I've tricked myself into saying, well, if I'm reading my book for 20 minutes, just because it lights me up and it's something that I love, then that's work. And like, I can do this for six hours and it feels good. That's not actually true. And Mm. what I've, what I've noticed with us in our business is when I really started like writing down how many hours I was working, even the little things, I wasn't actually taking into account Things like vision casting or planning ahead for our business or giving myself enough time and space to get all the things done that I had to do. And I had assigned things as being important because two years ago they were important in our business. But the new version of our business, the one that is truly in alignment, the one where we're embodying the work that we're doing doesn't actually require that that stuff happen anymore. Mm. And so it really starts shifting, you know, your, your mindset when you start saying like, like, of course, if you have to write show notes for a, for an episode, like you have to write show notes, whether you do it now or you do it at four <laughs> o'clock, like it doesn't matter. It's going to happen at some point. You could do it tomorrow. But one of the things that I think we forget, especially with creative stuff like show notes, I mean, most people, if you give them a deadline, they don't do it three weeks earlier. They do it like the night before, yeah. <laughs> just like, right? Like the pressure of having something due actually gets you to do it. And so, yes, of course, you can you can tell yourself you have to do something, but do you really have to do it? I mean, sometimes it's a yes, it's a hard yes, and you got to just get it done, but you're going to find the right moment to get it done. And then you're going to look at it and be like, okay, how did that make me feel? Did that light me up? Did that give me energy? Did it drain me? What can I learn from this? When can I do it at a different time going forward? And you start playing with it and you start playing with your human design and what that looks like. And things very quickly have shifted even like in the last month for me, just like really drilling down on, okay, four hours is four hours. What if it really was a hard stop <laughs> like at four hours? What would my day look like? What would I have to do differently? Would I have mm. to hire somebody to do this? And honestly, nobody has to be hired into our business to do it. It's just getting rid of the things that were time suck for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, that shifting like Voxer and notifications, that's like a big thing for me, you know, emails, text messages, like messages in Instagram. Like I would knock myself out of like my zone because I would see a notification and I have an open route and I feel this pressure to like get to zero, like inbox zero every single day. But that's not, that doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve our business. And so even just setting like a new habit around how I'm checking things throughout the day, it's opened up so much more. So I think it's just, of course we want to do things and we have to do things in our business, but it's getting creative with how we do things in our business that makes it unique and makes us all more successful. That makes sense. Yeah. 
It's no secret that when the actions you're taking in your business feel really good and really aligned, you're going to want to take more of them. That's why I freaking love supporting you in selling in a way that actually feels good so that you want to sell more in your business and you can see more results because of it. That's why I offer this totally free sincere sales coaching call to support you in getting to the root of your biggest mindset challenge around sales so that you can shift it and you can start seeing more results. I love these calls. That's why I continue to offer them week after week after week. It's why I continue to promote them and encourage you to really take advantage of this call. Get on it. Allow me to help you find those blind spots. Allow me to help you and support you in shifting those thoughts around sales so that you can make more money in your business. This is a game-changing call and I absolutely love offering it and I would love for you to join me. So Go grab your spot at amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales. I only do a few of these each week and they are a game changer. So I'm just so curious. Can you just give us a brief overview then of like what you see each type like best function in their business, like how they could best run their day or how they best structure it. And maybe that's like a loaded question. You're like, we, we don't have two years to go through that, but like, (laughs) I'm just so curious of like the, almost like the differences between the two or like how people can almost like actionably apply it to their business now, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, so what I would say is like, it's not so much, first of all, anyone can be a really successful, any energy type can be a really successful entrepreneur. No questions. It's just a matter of how you show up and use your energy. Like, again, like I'm a generator. And so if I'm really into something and my desire is peaked, I could go 16 hours straight. Like I just go and go and go and go and go. And I actually you know, and, and I'm mindful, like, cause sometimes we see this to people who are generators or managers and they've really, ex- women who've experienced really profound burnout, like they are just, they're mm-hmm. stressed, they have anxiety, they've come through depression. And the, the thought of working away at something for 16 hours straight is just like, shoot me already. Like, don't even tell me that. But if you think about a time when you were playing at something, something that just genuinely, mm-hmm. like you're so excited about and it felt really good and you just keep going. Like when you were a kid, you just couldn't stop that when I get into those zones, like I can get, I can get so much work done and I'm actually genuinely joyful and happy to keep working. It's different for Betsy. Mm. Betsy being a projector, I mean, obviously we're in the same business. We're building and running the same Luscious Hustle brand, but Betsy has to approach it completely differently because she has no motors defined in her body, but she has a defined throat. So we use her differently in her business. So everyone can sell really successfully. Everyone can market themselves. Everyone can show up for their client calls. Everyone can do all the things that they want. It's just, we have to tailor it to your energy type and then and then use your authority to help you make the decisions that you need to make in your business. So, but I will say, you know, overall, I mean, as a very general statement, I mean, gens and many gens, we are here to produce energy by doing the things that we love which is backwards from what we've been taught. It's like, it's, it almost sounds selfish when I say it to some women, but it's like, you're actually here to do the things that you want. You come first. And when mm. you do that, you produce energy and that big, bright, sparkly energy. It's like, like I said before, like it fills up your cup. You have all the energy you need to do what you want. And then that excess energy, and there will be excess. There'll be so much excess an abundance of energy will spill over and everyone else in the world gets to use that sacral energy. That's your job. Projectors mm. are here to guide. They see things differently than us. They can't always see themselves very clearly. That's something we work on with our clients a lot, but they can see everything else. They can look at a system and identify the problems and and what needs to be tweaked better than anybody. So that's their overall Mm. purpose. Manifestors are here to initiate. They have this ability to like rally the crowd, rally the tribe and like charge forth into a new territory and do something different and unexpected. But they're, you know, again, like their energy comes in, it's sort of a stop start. Like they're here to initiate, but they have to be able to rally the troops to bring other people on board, other people like gens and many gens to help them get the job done. And then reflectors, reflectors are super killed. They're only 1% of the population and reflectors are completely open. Every single energy center is open and they are actually, they're the oldest of the energy types. They're lunar beings. So they're very, their energy and, um, you know, their, their decision-making process is completely tied to the lunar cycle, but 
But the way reflectors work is like they will come into an environment and amplify everything that's there. So if things are shit, they will amplify shit. <laughs> if things are exciting, they will jack up the excitement to a level you have never experienced before. Like, And reflectors are meant to be in the center of a tribe. So they do really well, like in, you know, and they tend to, when I think of the reflectors that I think, you know, that I know in business, like they are people who have big followings and they, you know, they're always just sort of like tasting the buffet of, of the energy around them and amplifying what feels delightful to them and then backing away what feels disappointing. And then. And they reflect back what what the the tribe is doing. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So it's like a, a reflector could be just as powerful and, um, successful in business as a projector or a generator or a managing or a gen or a manifester. It's just how they do it changes. And so that's why, I mean, again, like that's why we use it in our business because it was like, as we were trying to tease out this puzzle in our business as coaches, like, you know, every single client that we get, it's like, we really take our job seriously. We really want to be here to serve them and help them be as successful as possible. And when we started to apply you know, their businesses through the lens of human design, we understood very quickly that some people were meant to do things one way and some people that just wasn't going to work. They'd have to do it differently. And, you know, the success that we've seen from it is just phenomenal, um, both in terms of like literal success, more clients, more money, but, but I think more profoundly feeling that permission to just do things the way you want to do it, to feel good in your business, to not feel like you have to hustle so freaking hard to get what you want. Like it gets to feel easy. It gets to feel like play again. Mm, I love that. So good. So I am just so fascinated by everything that you have shared today. So I am just so curious. So when you pulled my chart, was there like anything that stood out to you or anything that you were surprised by or just like anything that would, I don't know, be surprising to me? And all that information? Actually, there were a couple things that really stood out to me. Um, The first one being, so even though you're a manifesting generator and you're here to do things quickly, you also have an emotional authority. So we really didn't touch on authorities here, but with an emotional authority, so the chakra that it, the energy center that it ties to is your solar plexus. 50% of the population has a defined solar plexus. Um, which means that you have defined emotions. (laughs) If you don't have a defined solar plexus in your chart, you just amplify the emotions of people that are around you. So as a manifesting generator, even though you have this sacral energy, it's important to understand that you're not designed to make decisions in the moment. You're actually designed to make decisions when you're like cool, calm, and collected. So if you are feeling very emotional, it is not the time to make a decision. (laughs) You can use your sacral as like a backup plan. You can use your sacral to tap into and ask yes or no questions. Um, But really it's about riding the emotional waves, riding the feelings that you're having, and then coming back to it. The thing with emotional authorities that I find so interesting, because you have this sort of really magnetic, sparkly energy with your sacral and you've got this magnetic energy, even with your emotional center, people are willing to wait for you. And I think in business, we're, we're taught things have to happen quickly. They have to happen in the moment, split second decisions, follow your gut. But when you have an emotional authority, there's something very alluring and magnetic about saying somebody saying to somebody, can I get back to you? Because if they really, really, really want to work with you, then they're going to be like, huh? What? Huh? Like, let me come back. What? And then it, <laughs> they might actually want to work with you more after the fact. So really giving yourself the space to just really tune into like, how do I feel right now? Do I feel emotional? Okay. That's total permission. Sleep on it. Come back to it. Ask, ask yourself the question again in the morning and just see that it's that it's right for you and honor that. It's not about rushing. Yes, of course, there's split decisions, second decisions that you're going to make, but it doesn't. it's not always supposed to be like that. And I think that there's something super powerful with people who have the capacity and the wherewithal to really honor that side of themselves. Ooh. Like I said, it's magnetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The cool thing about being an emotional manifesting generator is like, like Betsy said, so you're you're, you are an emotional authority, but you still have that defined sacral. So it's sort of like you have these two systems. One, one is the top authority, which is your emotions. You ride out those emotional waves first and come back to your cool, calm, collected zone. But then you can still also tap into that sacral to get like a rapid fire decision. And so I, there's just a lot of power in that, I think. 
And, you know, the other thing we didn't really touch on is like, you know, a signature, not self themes. So for Jenner or Manny Jen, your signature, like the way that you are meant to feel in this world is satisfied, satisfied, fulfilled. Like when you, anytime you feel satisfaction in your life, that's how you know you're in alignment. That's how you know you are like actively co-creating with the universe and good things are coming your way more and more and more. When you feel frustration, that is your not self theme. And frustration is never, um, you know, we always say this, your not self theme is not a punishment. It doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. It just means that you're heading in a direction that is not for you, not correct for you. And so mm. we feel that sense of like the, the universe is channeling through your body. And so when you feel that sense of frustration, it's just an, an opportunity. It's like a red flag to be like, hmm, okay, feeling really frustrated. Something is not in alignment. I am putting my, my efforts towards a direction that is not correct for me. How can I course correct and make a U-turn and head back towards satisfaction? And so when you really use those two things as like, you know, kind of like your guiding markers to know that you are, you're, you're on your way. And I mean, that's the coolest thing about human design is that we get to keep it simple, right? This is, this is the best tool we have for pulling people out of their heads, out of the overwhelm, over, out of the, you know, analysis paralysis that happens in business and drop you back down into your body to make decisions from your instincts, from your gut, from that inner authority. Um, and that will lead you to what is correct for you, which is actually correct for you, which might be completely different for someone else and that's cool because we're all on our own unique journey in this world oh I just love this so much I'm like so excited to learn more about it and I'm just so grateful to you both for sharing all of this amazing knowledge with us today so if people love what they heard where can they find you yeah you can find us on our website it's www.lushushustle.com all our offerings are there um, you can join our Facebook group, our Level Up by Luscious Hustle Facebook group from there um, as well. Or hit us up on Instagram. I mean, Laura's in our DMs every single day. Uh, we're at luscious.hustle on Insta, and it is a real person. Anytime somebody responds, most likely it's going to be Laura because, again, I'm a projector. <laughs> I don't work as much. It, it sparks her generator energy, but it, it's definitely us. There are no bots online with us. So we would love to connect with you. Amazing. Thank you both so much for joining me today. And we will be sure to link to all that fun stuff in the show notes and just so appreciate you both. Oh, thank you so much for having oh. us. This was so much fun. I loved it. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business, and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, Sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. Um, and Laura, I just did, wanted to check in because it looks like your mic might have been on mute and I'm really hoping we didn't lose what you said. <laughs>